Oh, hey, welcome back. Remember that one time? I think I was about seven. Uh, Dude, hey. push play, Magic Cap. I think she wanted to marry me, and I was like, I'm already married to myself, baby. Okay, good. What's up? What's up, crime time? Here. You saved my life. You saved my life. You saved my life. Applying for... Not a dentist, but that's one hell of a cavity. Magic game, magic game, magic game, magic game, And I will start crime time. Wow, shit, that's a great question. Put your hands on your head and get down on the What's up, crime time? Yeah. Hi, hi, crime time. You're the best. Message deleted. Next message sent to. Seriously, for how long? One that's on the streets. Bold off, you yeah. won't have a spot. You know, I had one of them give me an ultimatum shooter. It's a goddamn motherfucking brother from motherfucking mother. Chilling like a villain, ill, one was shaking the bacon, boom, boom, rapper, all right. Most motherfuckers don't give me the time. I have time, no, like. Behind it, but all but just squeeze the life out of those <laughs> warriors. And just helmets and swords and shit, fell. Everything else they ate, I guess. That's how you could tell how high they ranked by the shininess of their helmet. <laughs> Dude, I see when you just keep this. This is too good. I don't want to kill the mojo. <laughs> it was flat like a tire and shot dust. Seriously, this is not healthy. Dude. People live here. Right up under my eyes right now, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, she thinks overhead is a sexual choice, not a financial one. It's like probably close to 25 that I've been doing this. So it's at like 12 years old. I saw like a such piece in Arizona on these handball courts. I just couldn't wrap my head around it and ended up trying to do it forever. I felt like it failed for the most part for like the next like five years didn't know what the hell I was doing and then eventually you just start kind of catching on and then eventually we realized we weren't the only ones and yeah I started getting pissed I kept doing it everyone else kind of stopped still had a few good friends that I met later on kind of got me rehyped on it and just painting consistently all the time and not knowing what the hell I was doing I think is what kept it interesting because it felt like the more I figured out what was going on and the more I figured out how things worked it was like the more it seemed retarded for the most part it was just like a a fucking mess doing all kinds of wild shit but that's how I got acquainted with art was through the CD Spice from NG who took me and a couple other dudes showed me how to do shit the right way it was pretty cool I took a couple really dope places and then again you know politics being amongst people and shit things change still really cool with, with all them but stepped out you know didn't really want to be involved in any of this so have you had the same alias the whole time you coach the entire time I mean the, the first three years of EKO 7th 8th grade like thinking we're clever, thinking we're like making shit up the right way. Same name the entire time. Do you ever regret writing that name? I mean, obviously you're good at your name. You're like, man, as good as I am at this shit, I could have tore up an A or I could have destroyed yeah. Oh, a B. Yeah. Or... And that's where we're at now. Dude, I want to play, you know, with some other shit. Because it's comfortable, but we want to see what it looks like. You know, when you started painting, there really wasn't anything to support your habit. There probably wasn't a hip-hop shop. There probably wasn't... No, no. There probably wasn't magazines. No, had, there probably wasn't really a whole lot to go from. So 
The first no. five years probably really were just like a shot in the dark every time you went out. Yeah, fucking garbage, fucking tragedy. But it was off at point in time we thought we were doing something instead of being like, man, we're fucking up. Now I can look back and be like, dude, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're fucking doing some stupid shit. I mean, that's how we figured out. How many years in uh-huh. until you felt like good? Probably until the last five years, man. It was really hard to consider myself even remotely good with just once you started getting acquainted with people and the style. Dude, there's so much, you know, not to compare anyone because the difference is what makes it all better. You know, everyone good. You know, what do you hate most about graffiti? The trend shit drives me crazy, especially with certain things, you know? Like, I like when people were flexing style. Now you don't see any of that. Like, kind of around here. There's style and, you know, people are doing their thing and shit, but there's some dope spots, man. They think there'd be some burners down there. There's like one or two, you know, maybe if you're lucky and then those things are gone. Graffiti is kind of in like a rebuilding structure right now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really just a five or seven year cycle where people are going to be back on the pieces tip and the toys will get shut out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the real will always stick with it. The people who really love it will really stick with it. It's just killing shit, you know, there's so many people jumping on. I think at this point in time, probably because the internet and all available it is to see and get acquainted with. If the internet shut down tomorrow, what percentage of, of graffiti writers would quit? At least 40 to 50, I would say. You know what I mean? It would be gone. The cool thing would be is it'd go back to have those regional styles. Remember how that, like, people had different styles kind of came from weird places before the internet. Yeah, L.A. had yeah. that, like, Paisley, Paisley kind of old English styles. Yep, it was real sharp. Most graffiti artists pretty much recreate the same idea night after night. When you're crazy like you and you do these crazy explosive styles, how much thought goes into that? Is that improv? Are you drawing this? Like yeah, what? So, but when I paint, so 95% of the time I'm, I'm improvising just like whatever happens, happens. Because if I try and get too meticulous, it's going to take too long. We try to work in like the two to three hour, if that's possible. You know, but I like being able to stretch and just add a lot of weird shit. You always have yeah. like shit flying off and it, it looks like a satellite dish that like hit an asteroid. And you get it like a picture of it mid-frame during the collision. Yeah, pure effect. You notice you've influenced a lot of people, or I, I like being able to influence things, you know. And I really only had problems with like one person specifically that was just like kind of went out of his way to collect and then mock, but then like took it all on on his own. Not to say any credit for anything. He's on some shit, and I'm like, it's funny because everything in there is mine. We're not thinking the same. Everyone's doing something different. If I tried to approach your shit, it wouldn't come out like your shit. So taking, even if I started taking it verbatim, it still wouldn't look the same. Not using your thought process, but yeah, yeah. like I don't mind the the influencing, but yeah, if you come at it with a, a bad attitude and you try to claim something that's original, which we're all adding to something that's already been done. The point is to be original, to do your shit, and the person had a perfectly good thing going on their own, and that was, I think, another disappointing part because it's like, oh, you just popped out and took what was easiest. Did it from a couple other people until they got called out. <laughs> it went back to mine. Quote I read that said, until the lion learns how to write, every story will glorify the hunter. Oh, yeah. It's like, you got to be smart. <laughs> it, it is a chess match. You know, just, I compare graffiti to a dozen eggs, okay? I feel like every scene has a dozen writers in it that are, like, influential. Now, the rest of the other yeah. eggs and the other packages are still have the chance to get in with a dozen, but for the most part, it's a dozen. And so the eggs try to crack each other to eliminate each yeah. other. So, like, when someone gets beef, all the other writers oh, yeah. are seemingly supportive, but they want you to fail. They want you yeah. out of the oh, game. Yeah. I always have to look at it from the get-go is how I look at it. you got to be content with what you're doing. 
know what you're doing and not get too frustrated. Well, fame is definitely the name of the game, and fame changes in different ways. I mean, you know, yeah. getting established is harder than being established. Now, yeah, you just have exactly. to be ecos. I mean, you've paid your dues, yeah. you've been around. <laughs> you just have to show up once in a while, show yeah. face, slap a high five. You know, it's about being friendly, pretty much cool with everybody. I like it that... uh they could be calm and, you know, for the most part, I've been lucky enough just to meet awesome people and to keep it chill. You know, it allows me just to move freely. Have you ever loved somebody's art and then you met them? Fuck oh, yeah, dude. Right in the beginning, man. I fucking looked up to somebody so hard and he fucking clowned me and started talking that shit. I had a whole idea of who I was and it was completely wrong. And then, but the way you like came at it, I was like, oh, fuck, I killed it. <laughs> that, that was a struggle. <laughs> Have you ever gone to like a grass event? And, like, everyone's too cool to say hi to you or to anyone, and you're just kind of, like, oh, yeah. in your head, like... I don't know if it's because they're trying to impress somebody or they don't want to... They'll see you on the street and be totally cool and your buddy and shit, but they see you somewhere else, and it's like, they don't fuck with you, kind of. <laughs> I, and it doesn't bother me, you know what I mean? You know who you're cool with and who you're not and what the hell's going on. You know, if you're real with yourself, <laughs> and you know what you're, you're paying attention to what you're doing, <laughs> Xanax gets people in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Speaking of Xanax, um... What's positive yeah. about drugs and, and what's negative? Okay, so the positive of drugs. There's a good time to be had, you know, if you have control of it. Well, that's also the hardest thing. There's experiences that come from moments. You can build from certain things if you don't overdo it. Two major addictions really young, you know. I started smoking meth around 11. Started doing heroin around 16. Didn't stop until I was about 22. A solid building platform on just rebuilding life. When someone's addicted to something, I'm sure there's somebody listening to the show right now battling an opiate addiction or, or meth or something. Process that you quit is different than how I would quit. But oh yeah, what, what was your process? You just had enough of like, it? Like, or? Eventually, like I started losing a lot of friends. Uh, the funniest thing is because the only thing I ever had was the drawing ability and this this like little weird thing that I took for granted, which was the circuit. You know, your your creative circuit, whether that be graffiti or art, all just started kind of falling apart like everything just kind of fell my whole family is also all drug addicts so it was like everything was falling apart i don't know all of a sudden i was just like fuck it i'm a cold turkey did that with meth worst thing ever with the heroin except for end up getting kicked out of my apartment while i was withdrawing or whatever and yeah ended up in the hospital and pretty much cold turkey there for a while and then tried to get onto the methadone program which fucked my fucking life up which is harder than Anything everywhere. So, yeah, by the way, if you're thinking about getting on the methadone program, don't do it. Just pull trigger that shit. It's way easier. You'll be way happier with yourself at the end of the day. But other than that, that took me a year and a half to get away from, and that's going through doctors and shit like that, and paying money you don't have, and finding other ways to make that money. And it is just terrible, man. I, I mean, I smoke fucking herb, and I'll trip sometimes and shit. Like, don't drink very much. You know what I mean? I stay pretty, pretty light these days. That's, you know, it's another thing became super antisocial after a while. A lot of self-work going on. And so graffiti and drawing and shit keeps me stabilized, as you could say. It's like medication. I refuse to take medication and shit like that. I call it forced meditation because you're kind of focusing on that as opposed to something else. You know, it'll keep you you moving. You know, a lot of people get started in graph and they quit and stuff like that, which is fine. I don't have any objections course, to yeah. someone not painting anymore, but as long as they find something that they love. Mm-hmm. Like, have something. You know, look for it. If you don't know what it is, try it. Not, you're not going to lose anything. Maybe a couple bucks here and there. <laughs> you're going to lose shit. Uh, you definitely have a different mentality than most people. I got a question. 
Did you earn that mentality? Were you born with it? Was it genetic? Like, why is Ecos such a, a driven human? Fucking good. Trying to be happy and shit, man. You can't, you know, throw negative shit out there and expect to be happy being a negative motherfucker or an asshole or just be light. You know, it was definitely a lot of trial and error. I definitely said I wasn't born like this because I've been through a lot of shit. Well, you said your family was kind of messed up too. Yeah. Is your family really straightened up or are you still in contact with your family? Uh, or don't, you... don't, I don't talk to any of my family really. You can't really even find me any of them. My mom overdosed. My brother went to prison because he gave her a bunch of the shit that, that she got fucked up on and then he disappeared. So then I had to take care of my mother and get my mother back on her feet. Slow down everything I did a lot. Mom is more important than anything. It's definitely been a long trip. I mean, this is like three years ago that happened. Still feeling the, the aftermath of all the shit still continues. But it's a good reason to stay away from it. You know, you work hard, you know, to make my book, to get anything, to have any of these shows or to do. Well, congrats on moving forward. Um, I definitely agree with shedding some weight. If you're going to get further, you need to carry less. And that means people. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm starting over. I'm starting from new. Get making some new changes. So if you don't hear from me, you're probably one of the changes. Yeah, that's very true because... You have to get rid of a lot of toxic people. And at the same time, your brain's so occupied, you can't remember everything. You can't get to everything at once. So I feel like sometimes those things will come back in time. The good comes back in time that gets lost amongst the shit you actually have to shed. I got a question for you. Uh, We'll talk about the book in a second here. But, you know, in graffiti and art, everybody wants to be cool, man. Like, it really is like high school in a sense. Like, people want to be cool. And once you are cool... The cool guys that used to treat you like dog shit now want you yeah. to come eat lunch with them. And I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. Explain the cool guy to some idiot listening right now that wants to be a cool guy. Like you doing your thing, being yourself, you want to be cool because everybody else is too busy trying to do the same shit to be cool nowadays. <laughs> I don't need approval. So tell me about the book, man. Like, when did it come out? How the fuck do I get my grimy, oh, incestual shit. hands on it? it we, we sold them all out, basically, but it's a picture book of just shit I've drawn. Two, three-year time span, you know? There's a little bit of graph, but there's just all just kinds of shit, like characters and visual content. is the Eric 22 book. Like, my friend Jade, it went involved in Possible with Jade 93 from the Albuquerque Project Oriented most of the time, and this guy kind of took me in and showed me how things work and helped me out a lot to get this thing going. Because of him, too, it was really his idea, us talking, you just kind of bringing this shit up that I wanted to do something like that. Now, I mean, that's propelled me into, we'll probably have a couple coming out here real soon. Uh, we just got to get uh, the content really put together. It's just a building block at this point. It was uh, kind of like a trial and error thing, too. You know, it, people don't come flocking to get those kind of things. I don't think, especially if you're not well-established, especially all the new shit going on. And I'm not like a promoting type of person with that kind of shit. I don't like spamming people with shit and be like, force you to buy shit. Like, no, if you hear about it, you want it, you can get it. It's as simple as that. Like, I don't really try to floss it. Those people dig in, look for something that you won't, won't normally find, like how old graph mags used to be. Uh, women are a lot like yeah. drugs, right? I mean, they're good. They can oh. be good, but they can be terrible, right? Oh, I mean, your life or really enhance what the fuck is going on, you know, motivate you and drive you to do good. But tell one good story about a good woman and, one bad story about a bad woman. Well, in the past, when I was getting my shit together, I had one that I thought was doing the same thing along with me and shit, but I found out that I was an enabler and was still fizzled myself. She actually, like, encouraged me uh, doing shit that I shouldn't have done, and then I have one today that motivates me to, to do all kinds of shit, even shit jumping out of my comfort zone. 
to try shit just because the, the questions that they ask are motivating fire behind the woman. So it can either make you or break you, one of the two. You know, it could be all-consuming and super codependent or both flourish. That's what you try to aim for is the, the flourish. Thrive on shittiness. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> There's a lot out there. When I was 20, I had a list of things I wanted, you know, tits, ass, face. But as I got older, oh, yeah. in my 30s, I had a list of what I didn't want. Is she going to ruin my life? Is she an alcoholic? Does she have four kids out of wedlock? As you get older, you learn from your mistakes. You literally, humans learn from pain from the time oh. we're born. The, the human experience, as I've gotten older, I've realized it really is just an experiment. When they put a certain drug out in the market or they set up a cultural idea or they, it's oh, yeah. all just improv. Giant test, man. And that's why it's like, just do what you're going to do. You know, be good to your people around you, but do what you're going to do because, I mean, everything's basically out to kill you. It's like the best act of rebellion. Yeah, it's like taking care of yourself. Whole shit for you. When I first met your rotten, incandescent ass, it looked like you were a medicine man from like an ancient tribe. <laughs> and like, your, your art kind of reminds me of the same thing. People really are like their art, as cliche as that sounds. Yeah, no, so, it's very true. So, someone that cuts every line and they're meticulous, they're probably that way in their life. And people that are sloppy yeah. and fat cappy are probably sloppy and fat cappy in bed. Yep. Yeah, you're leaving burgers and shit by the bed for two weeks. <laughs> if every human just got 1% better every year at whatever they were doing, if it's just working on themselves, we'd all uh, be geniuses in like 20 years, right? Dude, yeah, dude. Everyone would be doing so much better. <laughs> so what's stopping mankind from making progress? Comfortable in our rut. We can't get outside of the, the ego and the conditioning that's happened so far, you know, and especially like the way that we're all raised and shit, definitely be lucky enough to have someone that can make you aware, if not yourself making you aware. People are kind of on autopilot, but Eco seems to be a little bit more control of his conscious and subconscious. Oh, dude. dude, I don't know. I feel like I'm the one that's out of control and like I'm the one that's crazy. I'm like a Gundam and the pilot in there is just like looking out the window like just doing whatever it wants. Yeah. Trying to man the fucking control. All right, wait, we got to blow shit up. Focus, focus. <laughs> Sounds like you've been to hell and back, but so congratulations oh, yeah. for making it oh, through, yeah, thank you. for crawling out oh, of that yeah. fucking mess. But what are you thinking about the next 10 years? I'm going to just basically continue what I'm doing. I'm just hoping to be able to start traveling more, really. Like, it's one thing I haven't done because of all my past shit. Painting more, painting, trying to paint better, elaborating on what I do on both the art side, writing. Oh, I feel yeah. like graffiti's biggest enemy is graffiti. I feel like graffiti has open borders right now, and we're not regulating anyone coming in or going out, and it's like a death zone for graph. Yeah. You know? The difference between, like, young and old, you know, like, little shit kids, you know, no one's guiding anything, no one's, like, handing anything down or showing anything, like, correctly, and that's just everything's becoming a fucking mess. It doesn't weed itself out anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's just funny. People are going to do what they're going to do now, it seems like. In the older days, man, the apprentice process was a lot harder. Like, Dude, you, you can come into a yard when we're coming up. You can, nothing. You weren't painting a wall, like, thinking you're going to become a part of something. And until you proved yourself in a way of being solid and trying, you were in. Explain 
yeah. roles crews play in the graph game? They can be very necessary. You know, as a team, a team that functions together, they got each other's backs. You know, the typical, you know, homie shit. You know, come and correct on like production and fucking end to ends or whatever it may be. But you can do that with, with or without crews. The crew thing is, I'm part of so many now at this point, and it's almost just, and I don't rep like many things. Like when I paint, I don't like write them all the time and sometimes I don't write anything it took a lot of people getting used to because they were like why the fuck are you hitting shit and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like well hey we're like on some homie shit like you should know I'm there I'm with you old rep it's, I don't feel obligated to rep crews actual friends if we're all friends why the fuck I think graffiti is really hard man not uh, easy man and you know what I mean that's why I, I love people too feel I, even if people that do nice stamps you know and nice people that do the same show over and over dude I love that shit too you know what I mean? it's a personality that comes along with you know whatever but people doing their shit you can see that personality in there, especially if you meet them. They'll give you a lot, you know. But part of the reason why you're enjoying the ride now is because of all of the turmoil you've gone through. I mean, explain to the listeners how failing makes you succeed. If you have a fan, if you think highly of yourself and shit, and you know you're fucking up, and you want to do better for you, you know, you'll push forward. If you don't give a fuck about yourself, it's just going to spiral. There's no point in even trying. So without all that failure and bullshit, I could want to be standing right now, man. <laughs> you almost have to embrace failing, don't you? Fuck yeah, dude. You know, we can talk about sex for a minute, like that freaking song from the 80s or the, oh, 90s. How like the fuck does someone get into, like, S&M and shit? Like, what happens to them? I was effective on that shit in the last little bit. I have a fan that's a professional domination. It's crazy. He worked in the corporate world for a long time. He got hit on by men and all kinds of weird shit. Men were, like, the overpowering. She was just a sexual thing to them. So I think she was always into it, but it, like, gave her something to stand on. Was be like, yeah, well, she's going to boss the men around now and punish the men and take their money. So it's like this, like, revenge for her. And then there's this other girl that's, she's a stripper, but it's like an art. She chose to take the route. She didn't get sucked into it in any fucked up way. And it's like a profession to her, too. Honestly, it's probably some young shit where they're, like, trying to be with another person. Like, yeah, I'll do what you want to do. And then they have, that's what they need now because that's what they know. It's so <laughs> interesting. So I always <laughs> wondered how people got into the shit they got into. But definitely young or oh, yeah. the person is cool or they're going to do what the person wants. Yeah. It starts in a place that no one wants to talk about. <laughs> That's so just like, oh. It's hard to get away from the adult film industry. Shit's at the touch of your phone now. Do you have a favorite adult film star? We'll hit it on Penny Force. she into a certain type of sexual style, or does she just look a certain way? No, she's just an older lady. She's a mature woman. Oh, <laughs> I worked at a weird felt shop in the middle of the desert. It's a one shitty shack place out in the middle of Patchy Jones in Arizona, which was a, it had a theater on one side and arcade on the other side. And then I sat in the middle of the store part and I wasn't allowed to leave behind the counter unless I had to kick people out of the back or stop people from fucking in the theater. Funny shit would happen, man. I had like a mother and son kind of duo come in and act like, oh yeah, you know, it's some normal shit. While the mom tried to give me a blowjob so the son could go rob the machine in the back because you could stick your hand in the back of one of the video machines and pull out the money. But he found out the trick, but I put a baby monitor back in there that had a motion sensor on it. So when he put his hand back there and the baby monitor went off, he was so spun out, it scared the piss out of him. He came running out of the back room with this bag in his hand and all sweaty and shit. While his mom's trying to convince me to let her mind the counter. Just like, the machine scared the shit out of me. And fucking runs out of the back. And his mom followed out afterwards. And then I got a... That, that's probably one of the worst, coolest stories I've ever heard. And there was all kinds of... Have and you... then old ladies fucking in the theater, would, they would like go buy a black light from the dollar store. 
and replace it in the light that was in the theater, which was like a little room that had benches, movie theaters each in the back. And it was a big green TV on a stack of pallets. I'm just, what was the name of the show? It was Adult Book and Video. Right okay. off the Meridian and, and Apache Trail. I've been in the one in the Las Vegas where it's like showgirl video and like you go in and you put like the little dollar in the thing and it unfogs the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you can like talk to her. There's like a little vent. I think yeah, no, totally. It's like the baby Ruth comes out. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the C-section oh, scars always threw me through a loop, but it was cool. Right. Has anyone ever shot at you? Uh, oh, yeah, I've been shot at. Like, uh, well, you know, we were like fucking around with some kids. We were like dissing each other back and forth back in the day, and the kid just came to the yard and started shooting at us. But then I had another dude went over a piece on a legal wall that had been there for a long time and actually got confronted at a graffiti show on church property, and a dude put a gun in my face. Just shit, you know what I mean? He's from L.A. I got like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck this motherfucker up. He came at me and shit, and I was just like, yo, dude, gun in my face and everything. Was, There's no time to be hard or trying to impress shit, dude. I was just like, if you think I went out of my way to disrespect you, man. So whatever happened to that puke? Disappeared off the face of the planet. So he yeah. would have gone to prison for 10 years for something he doesn't even do oh, yeah. anymore. Oh, yeah. In the midst of the crowd of at least 50 people. The other shitty thing is I learned from that is like, once that gun came out, dude, how oh, everyone's shit is, dude. I wasn't going to run. Just kind of pissed me off. But yeah, it definitely drew the line again. I'm going to do this on my own. You can't rely on shit. You ever had a girl put you in the friend zone? The only one time I got pushed in the goddamn friend zone is she was a lesbian, and she didn't tell me. <laughs> when I target the pussy, I get the pussy. Is karma oh, real? It's fucking real. I mean, like, pride myself. I'm not, like, racking shit or whatever. I'm getting a little old for that shit. So in the past little bit, struggling, like, money and shit. And so I, next thing you know, I'm, like, heisting shit left and right. I'm, like, you're pretty good. We ended up going painting. I just met Rummer for the first time. He dropped a couple hits. The homie from Invoice were out. We mobbed down to this spot, which is down this big-ass hill, like, so we take this like 15 minute walk through all this shit to the bottom of the mountain behind this industrial area. Pay our pieces, good day. Next thing you know, we're like starting to rain, get dark. We ask homeless dude right there, like, what's the easiest way up? He points all the way to this hill, which is like, it's a mountain. So we had to take two breaks, just halfway up. And I feel a crunch under my foot. Wasp nest, smacks the whole thing. All the fucking wasps come out after the homie behind me on acid. <laughs> Ripping. And getting attacked, and then all from I start getting attacked. The other homies getting it, but he has to come help us. Yeah, karma fucking got my ass hard, dude. Like I got stung all the way up the hill. Got out with like over 30 seeing Homie went to the hospital, and other homie was stripping was fine. But it was funny following him back. Dude, the guards just start swerving. They'd be all driving all seat, and they're like, <laughs> like, dude, he sees us eating there still. <laughs> Motherfucker. When you were a young little filthy little pipsqueak, did you used to skateboard? Yeah, only I stopped skateboarding about five years ago. Once I had to get real serious with the drawing and just started moving around didn't really have time to skate so yeah always in skating always liked the sword and skull i love that one i don't know why but you have a favorite skateboard it was this birdhouse board but it had a dude feeding a rat a piece of cheese like this shitty ass drawing my favorite deck did you ever wear vision streetwear like at the beginning of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they had the advertisement for the Vision Skateboard. <laughs> I was like, dude, what the fuck? I had that shirt that they had on that board. It was the dude with the sunglasses. But yeah, Vision was the shit. I mean, kids, every oh, year, yeah. some asshole gets in eighth grade and falls in love with Pink Floyd. Do you have a, do you oh, have yeah. a favorite Start Pink Floyd song? I dude, I don't think there is one favorite. Like, I can listen to that shit, like, through and through. The weirdest thing, like even the movie. The art in the Pink Floyd, the wall was so good. You ever taken like the Dark Side of the Moon and the Wizard of Oz and put it together? No, I actually haven't done that. I've heard about it. If you go on YouTube right now and just put in Dark Side of Oz, 
So in the old day, you would put the VHS tape in. For those that don't know, it was a large cassette tape, a videotape. Yeah, you, had to, you had to time that shit. When the lion roared the third time on the MGM intro, you pushed play on the album. Yeah. And play together. If you think about like the Wizard of Oz, like the Wizard of Oz, if you look up the original meaning of the book, the author, it was all a metaphor that the yellow brick road was gold, Oz being an ounce, O-Z, and we're all in the pursuit of gold. The Wizard of Oz, it ends up being a sham, smoke and mirrors, and so is the pursuit of gold. It's all just one big lie. I think that is awesome. Intense, you know, like real creatives. Like, is there any drug that you can buy at a grocery store that people don't even realize that are right in front of their face? Like, I've heard stories about nutmeg being hallucinogenic. Shit, when I was like 15, we went to the store, dramamine pills, which are most sickness pills, and took 30 each. And frit balls, dude. You know, we found all these weird side effects from it. <laughs> but yeah, like one of my friends almost died. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. You can trip off any random thing in, in the store. Believe it or not, you take enough of it, it's going to fuck you up. Don't try this at home, kids. What do you think about guys take like 10 years off and come back? Actually, I think it's awesome. You know, I had a friend take like an eight-year hiatus where I met him and then come back. The dude came back crazy hard. George Orwell has a quote that says, the people that elect corrupt politicians are not victims, but accomplices. Maybe in yeah. graffiti, we are kind of accomplices by not standing up and telling toys that they're toys. Yeah, it's like fucking quit humoring it. Just be fucking real about it. Like, no one's really shit at the end of the day. You ever survived an accident and you just wonder, oh, oh yeah, like, why me? Ecos almost has, like, bubble wrap around him. He just can't oh, fucking die. I went with one of my friends. She had recently broke up with her boyfriend and shit and like she took us out to go paint some shit and she was just drinking getting fucked up trying to get over it painted this water tower we come back down these windy roads in the desert by chance she like spaced out and, uh, we had a bunch of pills and just drinking while we were driving and next thing you know we hit this little tiny piece of asphalt dude in a G Cherokee it's three end over ends rolled see while we were upside down flipping and I could see the lines in the road I looked to the side and her hair was straight towards the drive front windshield and I just seen the car jack come right through the back and just shattered the front window right before we hit the ground off to the side of the road at like 6.37 in the morning. So when work traffic started coming through, actually no one stopped to help us. The car was upside down. Everything was all smashed. As I'm getting out of the car, I see all the pills everywhere and the bottle. So I pick up the bottle. I was going to try and hide everything before the cops got there. And so I'm picking up one pill at a time out of dirt. And next thing you know, sheriff rolls up. I'm like, think I'm fucked. And I'm still continuing to pick up the pills. And the next thing you know, I turn around and this motherfucker's getting in his car and leaving. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. We're like out in the middle of the desert. Some dude who didn't even speak English and his and his wife picked us up and uh, both bleeding from our head. Pretty crazy. And I'm pretty sure both had concussions. Where they took us fishing. So until I started throwing up, you know, uncontrollably, did he like decide to take me home and just kind of got a roundabout to where I lived and dropped me off, walked my way home and. One of the funniest things I can remember about that was laying in bed with the chick just being like, fuck, I can't believe we fucking survived that. And as I'm looking at her, I'm looking, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I know we hit the ground fucking hard. And she was all, how? And I was like, your fucking eyelashes are coming off. She was like, I don't have fake eyelashes on. <laughs> I was like, you, you lying bitch. This is why you don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, she's a good girl. It was just such a funny fuck. Looked out the window and. All did, kinds of shit. Did the girl ever get arrested or did they tow the car no. or what, what happened? No, the just... car sat there for three weeks. We just chilled and she moved to Florida and ex-boyfriend's whose car it was was uh, 
pretty pissed, pressed charges on her and shit. Have you seen? She didn't pay anything. Have you seen a good movie uh, lately? Something worth watching? You know, I, nothing new. The last movie I watched is I've already like seen, but I haven't seen it since I was like eight, nine. My Science Project, which is an old ass movie. So yeah, I don't watch much TV. I haven't been to a movie in three years, four years. Hey, do you remember that movie from the '80s called Starman with Jeff Bridges? Yeah. The naked dude? <laughs> I fucking love that fucking movie. Do we have UFOs and shit here? I mean, what what's going on on planet Earth? Yeah, just weird shit. Weird, weird. I believe it, that those are out there mobbing around. What happens when we die, though? The energy pulse, I think, just shoots out into the fucking universe and maybe you become part of something, whatever you connect to next. But what about someone's life that's pure negative? I think that just lives in its own misery. It's something for everybody. It's all necessary. Uh, let's just say this, you know, any last words? Anybody that's fucking had my back and been solid since I can remember, I appreciate the living shit out of you. You know, there's a little bit of everything that, that helped get me to where I'm at today. You know, I'm super appreciative of it. Dude, good friends, the small family can be more appreciative, especially people out there vibing on work coming out of me and others in general keep supporting people keep this circle moving